0: You're listening to the East Side Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. I'm glad that you are here. I remember times on the mission field when I said Lord I just need one to preach to give me one I'll preach and uh, well there was a number of times there was one and uh, so I praise the Lord for sister Paulina she was there because she wanted to hear preaching and uh, so I'm glad that for you being faithful to the Lord tonight coming from near coming from far but being in your place how many of you got to go to church camp before? Did you get to go to church camp? A lot of you. Yeah, amen. I man, I remember church camp. One one week in particular stands out and probably the most uh, English. Just when you want to express yourself and you can't think in English. One, one of the... Um, outstanding times, for lack of a better word, uh, the the preacher for Tuesday night, it's the Tuesday night sermon, they're going to preach hard, you know it's going to be about sin, and to emphasize his point, uh, he stood on a casket, they brought in a casket and he stood on it and stomped on it and walked from one end of it down to the other end of it, I mean, that'll really make a point that the end of sin the wages of sin is death amen so I am glad that there are preachers still out there wanting to do camp have the energy to keep it going amen and uh, think of all those games to wear out the kids and everything else one thing about it if, if you can wear somebody out physically they're more apt to hear what the word of God says I don't know why it is but when you're young And you're well rested, you can stand up to anything. And we need just the opposite when it comes to the preaching of God's word, amen. Just take away everything, every resistance that that there is so that they can hear God's word and that they will be susceptible to what God wants. And uh, you parents know what I'm talking about. Your kids uh, ask you like 14 times for something and then they'll ask you again just because they know they're wearing you down. That's a good, that works on them too, just wear them down physically and then God can work on them, amen, Uh, at nighttime especially at camp. Well, let's open in our Bibles to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1. I appreciate the opportunity that the pastor has given me to be up here. I don't take that lightly. I try to be respectful of it and uh, be thankful for that opportunity and honor. I uh, often in my churches on Wednesday night, we try to do a Bible study of some sort. One of my favorite ones was a, a character study. In other words, taking a person out of the Bible and study their life and what lessons we can learn from it. I have experienced these sermons sometimes at other people's hands and it seems like, well, I've been around some of those preachers that, that they only teach you the bad things that those people did and you've got to learn because that was bad and everything was bad and you come out walking away like, wow, I don't want to be bad, but... I'm experiencing some of the same things that guy went through. What am I going to do? And so I hope not to be that here tonight, which ought to be easy because I don't think there's any bad things written about this particular fella in God's word. In fact, where we're starting here is in Timothy. And in my studies, I've not read a lot about Timothy, about what went on with his life beyond what we have in the scripture narrative here. I believe he stayed a preacher. I believe that he stayed faithful, that he continued on in the things that Paul told him. So let's look here at First Peter chapter. I'm sorry, First Timothy chapter one and verse number eighteen. It says, "This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith." and a good conscience which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. Here he he charges Timothy, he tells him how to continue on. And if you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, you'll see another charge here. 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul continues and he's, he's teaching Timothy. He's encouraging him because things are are tough where he's at and he's encouraging him to continue on amen not to get weak in the faith or anything like that to but to stay strong in god's word and strong in the faith and here he just encourages him to take a mindset of a soldier we're at spiritual war amen and if you're not at spiritual war you're not saved you're dead so i'm hoping that all of you here are at spiritual warfare now, we're in different stages of it, every one of us. And for some of us, it's harder. For some of us, uh, of us, it's easier. I tell you, we need to be praying for a pastor just because if he's doing what the Lord wants, it's always going to be harder in the spiritual battle for him. And we need to lift him up. Amen? Amen. Just like Aaron and her held up Moses' arms so Israel could fight, we need to hold up the pastor's arms so that he can do what he needs to do up here. And I'm very thankful for our pastor. Here in Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure what? Hardness. Hardness. Well, I thought that the Christian life was supposed to be all peace and love and happiness and blessings. Paul told Timothy, "'Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things.'" As I said earlier, we don't read much about Timothy really beyond the end of this book. Really one statement about his life after this probably, and that is, is that he got out of jail. So I'm assuming that he got in jail for the cause of Christ, and then he was let go, and I assume that he went on and served the Lord from there. But in the vein of this good soldier here, I want you to look in the Old Testament with me to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, and I want to just, as a character study tonight, look at the man Caleb. There are interesting times in history where only a few people kind of squeeze through and make it. For instance, the flood. Noah and his wife, his three sons, and their three wives, and they made it through by God's grace, amen, by doing what God said. And they got on the ark, and the Lord shut them in, and they came through the flood. And then the Lord opened the door, and they came out, and they were the only ones that were left. A similar thing happened to Israel here in this situation. And Caleb is one of those guys that he just squeezed through. But it was his faith that brought him through, he believed God. And when we look at a soldier, and, and there's so many things that you can preach and teach on about warfare and the spiritual warfare that we're in, you know, there's the Ephesians chapter 6, and, and just some of the things that a soldier ought to put on, and the reasons for those in the, in the spiritual warfare that we're in, um, different things about a, 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 war, a warrior, but tonight I think... I, I want to speak to you, and I don't know why, but I am more nervous tonight than I have been in the pulpit in forever. I appreciate your prayers for me, but but you have to go to war prepared. And one of the first preparations for war does not have to do with the armaments that you take or the armor that you put on. Um, it is the kind of the mental preparation to decide, okay, I am going to subject myself to this war. It's, it's the preparation of our character. Uh, some people war indiscriminately, you know, whoever comes across their path, they're fair game. Others fight only with soldiers, and that's all that they will fight with. And... Um, Here is an interesting character, Caleb. He's one of two guys that just squeezed through, really. Even the leader, Moses, he didn't make it through. We all know the story about Israel going around in the wilderness, and they're out there, and because of their unbelief and sin, they wandered out there for 40 years while a whole generation was wiped out. And that was God's doing. It was just. But there were two guys that were still living in the end, and even though the The leaders didn't quite make it, two guys did, Joshua and Caleb. Caleb's one of them, Joshua became the leader, Caleb is the other guy. And here in Numbers chapter number uh, 13, uh, we begin to look at some of his uh, character traits, some of the things that made him successful, some of the things that brought him through. And I want to encourage you tonight, again, We being in a spiritual battle, we need to be prepared, but one of the ways that we prepare is is we are always working on and developing our character. That we continue on in the things that we were taught. We take our training, it becomes a part of us, and we go forward having those things always guiding us forward. In Numbers chapter 13 and verse number 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, ye shall send a man, every one a ruler among them. So we understand then that, first of all, um, Caleb, he was a leader in the first place in his home, in his tribe. Among his people, he was a leader. He was notable. People looked up to him. Um, the, the leadership there probably is not a position that he sought but because of his character and the things that we'll study here tonight people put him forward I've not always volunteered for the things that the Lord has uh, asked me to do but uh, he presents it and he makes me desirous to please him and so while I would not maybe choose a particular task I do choose to please the Lord and here we go forward I think that somewhat that was Caleb here. Verse number three says, And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. Verse six says, Of the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Jephunneh. I don't know if he thought that he was going to be a warrior, but he was sent as a spy. But he was only one of two guys out of 12 guys that had any faith to say, uh, let, not if let's go see if we can conquer the land. But he went in with the idea, let's go see what the Lord's going to do for us. I'm hoping that the people that went to camp the, that way this week is not hoping that the whether the Lord is going to do something, but to go look and see and spy out how the Lord's going to bless and what He's going to do. And the young people and the others there. By the way, I, I hope that the Lord does a work in, in, the, in the counselors and others that are there. They, they shouldn't be immune to the preaching just because they're looking out for the young people. Amen? But the first mention of Caleb here shows that he was a leader. Look down at verse number 30. Verse number 30, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Uh, was he dreaming or was something else going on? Well, he was a man of faith. He believed God's word. Amen? He believed what God had already told them about that, and that was is that, that land was going to be theirs. I was reading about a general... This is a general that served under President Eisenhower. And he's on page two. (laughs) This is Lieutenant General William K. Harrison, one of the most decorated soldiers from the Second World War. But he had as his goal to know God's word And he endeavored, even through wartime, through peacetime and everything, to read the Old Testament one time every year, the New Testament four times every year. And he did that from his early 20s until, I think, in his 90s. The the idea here is, is to show his character in keeping up those things Uh, Even when it was difficult, even when it was in wartime, he found time, maybe not while he's shooting or they're shooting at him, but he found a way to catch up so that by the end of the war, he was on track and could keep on studying God's word. So the takeaways from his life was it's possible even for the busy of us to feed on God's word. People that spoke about him said that, The Bible informed his conversations and his talks with people that that the Bible just came out of him and they understood the influence that it had on him. Second, his life remains a demonstration of a mind programmed with God's word. This is written by an author who wrote Disciplines of a Godly Man. This was one of the disciplines was is that he was constantly in God's word and being fed by it. You can't go to war on an empty stomach, amen? Same thing is true in this spiritual war. I'm just going to read this out to you. I can't make it up. I'm just going to read it. You must remember this. You can never have a Christian mind without reading the scriptures regularly because you cannot be profoundly influenced by that which you do not know. If you are filled with God's word, your life can then be informed and directed by God. The way to a Christian mind is through God's word. Interesting words from another soldier who tells us how to have the character of a soldier. And that is is that we need to be constantly fed by God's word. In Caleb's leadership, I am sure that he was fed by God's word. He had to know it just as part of the rights of growing up. But he also knew that God had promised them the land. You know, if you're a general and you're leading people into battle, and he has a guaranteed ironclad promise he's going to win the battle, why would anybody hold back? And that's how the Lord wants us to fight, Amen. That's how he wants us to go to battle. But Caleb, he he is a leader, and I believe he was a leader because he followed God's word. But he was a man of faith. Look at Exodus chapter number three. Keep your hand there in numbers, but look at Exodus three. This is the promise that God gave to them, Exodus chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17. He says, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and Jebusites unto a land flowing with milk and honey. It was a tremendous promise, a lively promise there. Look at Numbers chapter number 23. So Caleb knew, I mean if you're looking, we're reading about him in Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, three and a half books of the Bible in but he knew God's word and he knew God's promise and he was ready to act on it. Numbers chapter 23, verse 26. I'm sorry, it's not Numbers chapter 23, it's Exodus. Don't read about Balaam, we'll read about him a different time. That's a different character study, amen? I'm sorry for that. Exodus chapter number 23. My notes were not clear. Exodus chapter 23 and verse number 26. It says, There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come, and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. I wonder about the other ten spies. Were they listening when they went over this part of God's word? (laughs) Or did they believe God? I tell you what, Caleb, I think that he was a leader and that he was a man of faith just because he believed God. I mean, listen to this. I will send my fear before thee. Who of you fears God? Yeah. And God says he's going to send his fear before them. Well, man, you should just think, like, well, I could go in there behind God's fear. I'm not going to be afraid of anything. This shouldn't be a problem. What, what's the problem? And Caleb didn't see a problem. He tried to tell him, hey, let's go up at once now. Hey, I'm ready. By the way, Caleb's a young guy when he's telling him this. He's 40. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. He was a man of faith. By the way, he was obedient. Verse number 30 says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Why? Because God was saying he's going to win, and they just need to come in and kind of clean up after him, you know, heap the riches to themselves. But he was obedient. By the way, he was confident. We ought to be confident in this spiritual warfare. When, when You know, why do we need to be afraid? I mean, sometimes we are. But it's, sometimes it's just looking at the ugly that's coming at us, and it's kind of scary. But we need to remember, this is where character comes in. Your training comes in. That whatever it looks like, the Lord said forward and go he was confident in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14 you don't need to look there I'll read it to you it says I know that whatsoever God doeth it shall be forever nothing can be put to it nor anything taken from it and God doeth it that men should fear before him I think that Caleb even knew about that even before it was written I think he understood. God is going before us. He wants us to follow after him. Let's go. He wasn't worried about what the mirror showed him. What what did the mirror show the other ones? Oh, we're grasshoppers in their sight. That wasn't God's mirror. God's mirror is... You're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds if you go in God's might. But that's the character that you have to have is that you, you, okay, I can't do this myself. All right, Lord, this is the direction I'm going. This is the direction you pointed me. I'm headed that way and just step out and follow the Lord. Might be mistaken, but I think chapter 13 here. Let me flip back there. Numbers chapter number 13. Yep. So, Caleb, this stuff that we're reading about him in verse number 30, he's excited and he's already been there and seen him. He saw the Anakims, you know, they're big guys. All that's on Caleb's mind and all that his character and God's word has taught him is, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Let's go. He was confident, amen? He was full of faith. He was a leader. By the way, he was obedient. God said, go. He said, all right, let's go. And even though it was Joshua who penned the words, me and my house, we will serve the Lord, uh, Caleb was up on the mountain and he was doing the same thing. Y'all be with yourself, me and my house, we're going to be up in Hebron where God promised us a plot. Because we are going with you, without you, I don't know, but I'm going. And he had to wait. I'm sure that kind of upset him. Got to wait around. Would y'all kick off or something already? Let's get this over with. He was ready at 40. He didn't get to see it till he was 85. I mean, it took him longer to get there than it did all of his living to get up to the point when he understood, hey, God's going to give it to him. I don't know how, but he stayed energetic. 85 years old. Let's go. Somehow this came up. I didn't think about it until just now, but in the illustrations I was reading and looking for, this is another World War II one. And the fella, he wanted to sign up for the Army. It's 1942. He wants to sign up for the Army. He wants to go to the war. He wants to support America. He wants to fight. But he had not graduated high school. And his mom made him promise that he could go. She would let him sign up for the Army and go to war if when he came back, he got his diploma. Well, he survived, he came back, and it really bothered him for a long time. And he finally decided, you know, I made a promise to my mom, it's about time I fulfill it. And at 89 years old, he finally got his diploma. He stuck with it, amen? And Caleb, I imagine he's sitting there thinking about that all 45 of these years, thinking, we could go up now. 41. We could go up now. Happy birthday to you. 42. We could go up now. Happy birthday to you. 43. We could go up now. Those people remained faithless all of that time. I used to tease Timothy, he, he's changed now, his mannerisms and his thoughts, but up where we were living before, up in Montana, you know, I'd ask him if he wants to mow the grass at the church, yeah, let's go, let's get out the mower, you know, machines, the guy's nine years old, yeah, I'll mow the lawn, I can't even pull the, the handle to start it, but you start me off, I'll go. So we go there, you hold this, we'll pull this, and it starts up, and he's ready. He just didn't get that excited at home. <laughs> well, at least he is energetic for the Lord, amen? It's a, go do it for the Lord, okay. Won't do it at home, but we'll do it for the Lord. Sometimes that's how we just have to go. We'll do it for the Lord. Caleb, he was energetic, he was confident. Look at Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14. In verse 6, Numbers chapter 14 and verse 6, And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it, It is an exceeding good land. That's not, it's going to be when God finally gets us there. It's a good land now. We should go up now. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, which he already said he does, then he will bring us into this land, which he already promised he would, And give it to us, which he already promised it would. A land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. What is rebellion? It's the opposite of obedience. Caleb was obedient. That was part of his character. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. I don't know if he was fearless, but he sounds like it. You know, they did an interesting study on people and their behavior, and they found that if, if one person exhibited in myriad situations it really did not matter the situation they they just studied people and they found that if one in a group manifested self-control if he was steadfast and he just showed self-control in whatever the situation it was that that would influence others and they would also be self-controlled not because they were first but they would find out that somebody you know some of us are more resolute some of us are stronger maybe than others in our self-control I'm having to learn self-control I got diagnosed with diabetes donuts cake My last binge, I guess, if that's what it was, was a Jamocha shake from Arby's. It about put me in a coma. <laughs> but I was a happy it was a happy coma, but <laughs> I didn't know my scale went up that high, and the doctor said it's not supposed to be that high. But in doing this study, they found that if somebody exhibited self- Control that others would do that also but also if somebody else would give in that would influence others to give in and what i'm saying to you tonight is is it needs to be part of our christian character that that we are self-controlled not just that we are self-controlled but that that we are encouraging and encouraged in the lord you know, Caleb, he, he, he didn't need encouragement. He was ready to go. Amen. He, did, he didn't need to, somebody say, okay, Caleb, get your energy up. We're, we're going to go in the promised land. He was pulling. You could, if they had a tug of war, he would have won. And him and Joshua were on one side, and they're pulling all of Israel, like, come on, let's go. And he was ready. Somehow he couldn't, he couldn't influence them the way that they needed to go. You know why that was? Because they didn't have the character that he had. They didn't have the character of a leader. They didn't have the character of being a person or a man of faith. They didn't have the character of being obedient. Look at when God says that, that Israel tempted him these ten times. You can just hear the Lord just tiring of them in the words that he wrote, not Caleb. And he was energetic. I'm even now, I'm looking up a hill. I don't really want that hill. And he's 85, and he's saying, I want that mountain. Guess where Hebron is? It's on top. It's up there. Which means all of the way to Hebron, guess what? It's an uphill battle. Our Christian life, all of the way to victory, and I think that is arriving safely at home with Jesus. Amen. It's going to be an uphill. Vic- it's going to be an uphill. It's going to be an uphill victory. It's going to be an uphill battle. Amen. And and some of the things are going to be hard fought. But what I'm trying to get across to you is is our Christian character, our character needs to be such that we are leaders among those people that are around us. That we are people of faith. That when God says, This is going to happen and I'm going to make it happen, and you just come along for the ride, woohoo, let's go. That our character makes us confident when we meet the enemy, yea, obedient when we meet the enemy. Next to, in my Bible next to uh, Romans chapter 12 there, it speaks about us making our bodies a living sacrifice. I've written in Daniel, I think it's chapter 4. Because the three Hebrew children there, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, before they get chucked in the fiery furnace, they had to have the character and the mindset to go forward. This is where the Lord is leading. This is where he's taking us. This is where I'm going. If it burns my body, I'm following the Lord. And guess what? They had a strange sensation that day that when they were following the Lord and there's fire all around them, Jesus appears and they don't feel the flames. Can't even smell the smoke. But it was their character... That in spite of the circumstances and things that that showed a fearsome front, it was their character that just helped them put one foot in front of the other and serve God. How strong is your character tonight? Do you develop it? Do you work on it? Do you test it? Do you expand your horizons? You need to work on your Christian character all of the time. I, I find it's a, it's a constant thing that I've got to work on. If nothing else, just being on the obedient part. And look around, I, I don't see the, anything negative that I recall written about Caleb there. But I tell you what, he's just one brave guy that just loved the Lord and believed him. And his character even brought him through one of the toughest challenges, probably, of his life. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 10. It says, But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And guess what? It was so bad, which means they were probably going to do it. They were probably going to kill him right there. Because look what happens and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel God had to intervene right there on the spot guess what that just proved it just proved out the things that Caleb was doing it proved out his faith it proved out his obedience that even when they're ready to kill him they're going to take up stones they're in in the fire of the moment they're ready to commit murder now God shows up and he intervenes. What a difference there is. That's Numbers 14. Look at Joshua 14. He came through that situation. Of course, the Lord brought him through. The Lord kept him safe all of those 40 years out there in the wilderness and another five as they move into the land and begin to conquer it little by little as God said that they would. They're ready to kill him and stone him. All of those people are dead and gone. And he and Joshua are left. And you know, it's, it's interesting, but they weren't. you don't find them sitting in their rocking chair like, well it was a good run wasn't it he's like I am today 85 years old and guess what I'm getting me a mountain now therefore give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day for thou heardest he must have been talking with Joshua because that's the only one around except for the little kids that grew up, amen. <laughs> Thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for an inheritance. That's like the key to the city, Amen. It wasn't the key as honor. It was the key to open up the door. (laughs) Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenazite, unto this day, because that he, what's the next word? Holy. That's holy, like as completely as in the whole thing. All of it. Because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel will your character cause you to wholly follow the Lord the God of Israel let's stand have every head bowed every eye closed we'll just take time to pray I appreciate your attention this evening I tell you Caleb is one of those persons there I know there's more we can learn from him I know there is. I just wanted to look at his character here tonight. And and to be an encourager, a cheerleader for you. If you get tired in these days, just be cheerleader. Hey, buck up. Jesus is coming again, amen? We're supposed to comfort one another with these words. But you can help yourself by working on your character. Being somebody full of faith. Being somebody that's obedient to the Lord understanding what the Lord has promised and go take that victory and being energetic and confident about meeting the enemy and going and taking care of business. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.